One of our favorite Australians uh, in the world, and uh, Martin could have used a few more of those on uh, Saturday afternoon as the Bison women. The rematch against the University of South Dakota. Welcome back to Bison Feedback. Jack Michaels just sitting in Scotty's chair. It's still warm from Scotty, but I'm just stepping in tonight. Uh, hopefully Scotty back with us soon on uh, another edition of Bison Feedback. Hey, fans, higher yield, more oil, and a variety of profitable market segments. That's Mycogen brand sunflowers. Talk to your local Mycogen seed dealer about getting higher premium potential today. Dow AgroSciences Science Yield Success. We are joined by the head coach at North Dakota State Women's Basketball Program at Marn Walseth. And a good Monday evening to you, Marn. A fresh week with two new teams in front of you. How you doing, coach? I'm good, Jack. I'm good. I am sorry that I'm uh, speaking with you in that Scotty, wish him the, all the best, but nonetheless, good to talk with you, Jack. You got that right. The uh, the rematch of, of South Dakota, there was a lot put into it because of the first game that went two overtimes in Fargo, went the 96 to 94. It was an absolute uh, nail biter that uh, Nicole Seacamp for USD had hit a shot to send it into extra frames. You had five uh, players remaining at the end of that, that contest. One of them had four fouls. So that had all those soap opera drama elements in, in game number one. Now, you had played a few games since then, and all eyes were on South Dakota. Problem was, you met a South Dakota team, Marin, that was red hot, that uh, is playing a great brand of basketball in their house. And and uh, it, it didn't start out well. I know a few turnovers. Let's talk a little bit about what you were, what the girls stepped into there in Vermilion on Saturday, Coach. Yeah, I think you, you kind of hit the nail right on the head. They were playing really good basketball, but so were we. Um, looking back, as you, as you were talking, looking back to that game in Fargo, I really think we grew up in that game. Uh, and, and we had good conversation afterwards of how we can play with anybody in the conference. Um, but as you alluded to, uh, since our meeting with the uh, University of South Dakota, they uh, beat South Dakota State in Frost Arena, so they were obviously playing very good basketball as well. And I think that's what we walked into, a very confident team on their home court who probably had a little chip on their shoulder. They, they didn't like the way, it, how long it took, uh, you know, here up here in Fargo. So I think we, we got a, a team with maybe a little revenge on their mind. Um, and, and that was something we talked about. You know, in the in the day leading up to it in the locker room, like we got to expect uh, South Dakota's you know best effort. They're going to throw a punch right off the bat, and, and so we had talked about it. And and I don't think we responded the way that we are capable of, or the way that you know any of us would have wanted. And and then we had to play catch up. Yeah, on our post game show, Mar and I were talking about that. Uh, South Dakota not only threw a punch, they I, I think I used the word haymakers a couple of them right out of the gate, and it's kind of tough to get rocked like that. And on our pregame show Saturday, Mar and we talked about. Uh, you were mentioning about turnovers, you know, and they're going to happen, but you just can't afford uh, too many against a team that likes to score, that has a number of, of weapons at various positions on the floor. And the turnover bug kind of hit. Anything in particular as you went back over that film on, on how those turnovers occurred or in what fashion, Mark? Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, valuing the basketball, especially against a team who loves possessions and wants to put points on the board, uh, we have to value every possession that we have. Uh, and then watching the film, I think they were more physical. Uh, they out-toughed us in times, bumped us off our lines. Uh, that created some mishandling of the basketball, which resulted in turnovers. Uh, those are things that, you know, we, we talk about of, of executing what we need to do, regardless of the opponent and the toughness. I think that was one thing that uh, was very evident in the film. Um, there were times that they out-toughed us that turned into those, some of those 26 turnovers. Um, it wasn't necessarily the press the whole time. Sometimes that gets a team, um, and, and I thought we we handled that okay. Um, but it was more in the half court of the just playing harder. Um, and I think those are things that when you watch on film, none of the players like to see that. The coaches like don't like to see that. Um, but I think it's eye opening and it's 
it's an opportunity to make a change. And, you know, moving forward, we have an opportunity to play a very uh, aggressive and athletic team at ORU on Wednesday, and then, uh, or on Thursday, I'm sorry, and then, then go into Frost Arena, which we all know is a, is a tough environment down there. Um, and so we have an opportunity to, to immediately make a change and immediately learn from our mistakes. If there is a silver lining as we put the South Dakota game to bed from Saturday with Marin Walset tonight on Bison Feedback, if there is a silver lining in this one, and sometimes they're tougher to find, but not so much. We talked about this, Marin. You were 18 of 40 from the floor. Kid shot 45% from the field. Granted, three-point field goal shooting, not maybe where you wanted at 20%, but 83% for the line, 15 of 18. That's coming off a game where your sophomore guard, Brooke Yagi, went 12 for 12. She went four for four on a Saturday afternoon. So the kid did 16 out of her last 16, for goodness <laughs> sake. But you shot well from the field. You shot well from the line. But I bet you're going to say we just didn't get enough of those shots, huh? I think that's exactly the conversation that you and I have already had. You're absolutely right. <laughs> um, but, but you know, we, we need to find and we need to see and we need to harp on the positives just as much as the, the learning experiences for us. Um, so, you know, shooting in the 40s, 44% or whatever it was, um, you know, that is a great percentage. We just don't have enough of them. And then, so that's a, hey, that's a conversation in, in the locker room. Hey, ladies, when we get the good shots, we're pretty good. We have to value the basketball a great screen, own your spot, deliver a great pass, so we put ourselves in a situation to be successful. Uh, you know, some of those turnovers, just we shot ourselves in the foot and didn't give ourselves a shot. Literally didn't give ourselves a shot. Yeah, right. Um, and also that, that's a small area of, of, of something to hold on to, um, as well as, like you mentioned, our foul shooting, and I think that has been something that's been up and down. Um, certainly, uh, that the players are in the gym shooting, and, and specifically Brooke Yagi, as you mentioned, um, but also Brandon Jones. Um, I know that's something that she, you know, weighs on her mind, and, and she knows it's, that she can contribute in a very positive way uh, by getting to the foul line. Um, so I, th- I thought, I think that she's been in the gym. I know she's been in the gym, uh, conscientious about her foul shots. Um, so that's a that's a good thing to keep continue to build on as well. I couldn't be couldn't be more proud of the girl we call Breezy, by the way. And she was she missed her <laughs> first. And Mar nailed it. She missed her first two on Saturday, and then she just started stringing free throws. So that that really is a positive step. Uh, for Brianna Jones, and it does. In hearing you say that she's really been focusing on that, that's a good point. Before we take a break here, too, and, and I'll paint another picture. These are those silver linings, and maybe we can try to you know, scratch your head and try to figure this out. Uh, January third, South Dakota State is at Shields Arena, taking on the, uh, Marin's NDSU buys it. This thing, even though it ended up minus eighteen for the herd, you were in this baby right down to the final X number of minutes, and had South Dakota State a little bit rocked, a little bit. Wondering, wide-eyed, who knows what happens if you take a lead or hit a shot or get a possession. So you had the, uh, a team that is 8-1 uh, a little bit on the ropes, or 7-1, excuse me. Then fast forward to that two-overtime uh, defeat at the hands of South Dakota that you lost by two. That's a team that's 8-1. Two teams that are combined 15-2 and two that you were not only in the game, you had a shot to win late in the game. I know there's other games that have losses and bigger margins, but what does that tell you as a coach, Mark, about your squad? <laughs> Yeah, you know, thanks for bringing that up, Jack, because it's easy to get discouraged. Um, but those two games specifically that you mentioned, as well as parts of other games, really invigorate me and, and you know, encourage me that our players are fighting. We're right there. We're just a possession here or a possession there away from being successful, you know, big picture, you know, with, with the W. Um, so, so that makes it my job easy. That makes my job easy to want to watch the film, to want to dissect it, to want to draw something up, you know, draw something new up, to come up with a new game plan the next time around. Um, you know, I think that might sound kind of 
the opposite of what some right. people might believe. You know, but honestly, that, that, that's how I feel uh, because of the great effort and the great focus that, that our players you know, give us. Uh, so it kind of makes it makes coming to work still very very enjoyable. You do have a, a couple of the leading scorers in the Summit League, and maybe you can touch on that. I, I know Taylor was probably closed out on, defended a little bit tougher in Saturday's game, and that's going to happen. I, I know that you referenced with Scott a couple of weeks ago something we talked about. We got to keep reminding ourselves the kid's only a sophomore, for goodness sakes. We <laughs> ask a lot of of her and expect a lot because of the numbers she puts in. And then Whittle versus Seacamp from time in that game. Those are two Aussies that are just battling. That that's like uh, you know two kids from the same country or continent, Brittany. I know you're going to correct me on that. Uh, going toe to toe. So those two girls that are among the league leaders in scoring, Whittle leads the league in rebounding too. It's not like you're not getting a good individual effort, right, Mark? Yeah, I, I like you. You you put it you put it very nicely. I I'm very proud of of all of all nine of our kids, um, but specifically those two. They do have to carry and, and shoulder a lot of the scoring weight. Uh, and, and I had a great conversation with, with Taylor today of how can I be more helpful, Coach? I'm clearly not doing enough. How can I be more helpful? What, what more do you need from me, Coach? Uh, and, and so that was a, a good conversation of, of how of, for me to, to help her uh, release some of that pressure and, and how can she, within our offense and with, within what she does, you know, be more consistent. Because, uh, you know, you've heard me say before, the bigger the, the bigger the game, the deeper the shot she wants to take. And I love that. I love that mentality that Taylor has. Um, and so it's working when, when South Dakota wants to be more physical, when South Dakota wants to kind of beat her up, deny her the basketball, deny her teammates the basketball, how she can continue to be that facilitator and scorer. Um, and so she, her mind is still definitely in it, and, and that's exciting. You know, it, it, would work, it helps me work with her. She wants to, she wants to improve. She wants, she's a competitor. She wants to improve. Um, so it's fun to, to still work with her. And as you mentioned, you know, Marina, um, and, and her Australian counterpart there, Seacamp. It's just, you know, you don't like being on the losing end of it by any means, but it's fun to watch a great team and, and two great players, and, and the rest of South Dakota has some, some very good players as well. Um, but they make the game look so easy. You know, Marina, you can, you know, sometimes before you know it, she's got 20 points. I'm like, really? How did that happen? Right. Um, you know, because she's, she she's a multi-threat kid, and she makes it look so easy. Taylor Thunstead, uh, the uh, the Spicer sniper, we like to say, the one of the few girls I know that's in her range the minute she crosses half court, and hopefully coming up uh, this Thursday and uh, and Saturday, uh, the Bison get that. Marn touched on the, uh, the the two teams uh, this week that are on the docket. The ladies are at Oral Roberts coming up on Thursday night, and then Saturday, what we like to refer to as the 800-pound gorilla sits there, and I know Marn's locked in on Thursday, but we'll also have her touch a little bit on uh, on what uh, is to come on Saturday afternoon. The Bison and the feedback show is underway tonight on KFGO and across the network. And it's brought to you in part by our friends at Thunderseed. Fans, Thunderseed committed to meeting the changing needs of today's farmers by monitoring the latest technologies and incorporating that knowledge into high-yielding seed products. Thunderseed, linking today's farmer with tomorrow's technology. Call one 6000 That's one 6000 The Summit League led by South Dakota, so they've got a half-game advantage over South Dakota State. Oral Roberts is certainly in play. Uh, North Dakota State is probably going to get a very good game there at the maybe center from Oral Roberts. We'll talk about that when we come back. And what happens on that second meeting? What about that film that from Shields Arena back in early January that the Bison took South Dakota State to the wire in the waiting three to five minutes in that game? Game. We'll talk about that when we come back with Marn Walsett, head coach, NDSU Bison Women's Basketball. This is Bison Feedback on the Mighty 790 KFGO. Holly goes inside to Fogg at 6-4. Her shot blocked and returned by Bree Jones. A defensive move inside by Breezy. 
Yeah, the uh, the South Dakota Coyotes have a girl that is about six feet four inches tall. Uh, Marin Wall said joining us. Buys and feedback continues across the network and our flagship home KFGO. And Marin, now you get a date with uh, with Oral Roberts on Thursday night. And the good news is, fans, if you remember the name Vicki McIntyre, all six feet seven inches of her, who Brooke Yagi once climbed that ladder and <laughs> stripped the ball away from her. She's no longer part of Oral Roberts, but apparently. In the Tulsa area or in Texas, they just go find another six foot five kid because they've got one of those too. You're going to need uh, post defense probably on Thursday night, and they're athletic to boot. What about Thursday's game, Marn? What can you let the fans in on uh, how that's going to be? Yeah, 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 Vicky McIntyre has graduated, and I'm assuming it's playing somewhere, making some money right, as right, she should. Right. Um, but uh, they do have a, a, a center, uh, Blair Bryce who gave us uh, a double-double and, and was a bit of a problem. Um, but she's not the only one, uh, as they are a guard-oriented team. Uh, I like to get downhill, uh, like to penetrate and kick. They've got ample shooters, um, so they by, by no means are a, one, a one-man show or one-dimensional. Um, but uh, looking back on our film from last, you know, last time we played them, played them to 10 points, I thought there were some easy bunnies that we could have converted on and could have had a different outcome. Um, so... Looking forward to kind of getting back on, uh, getting back together tomorrow. We just had some individual workouts today, work on some individual skills. Um, we'll put the game plan in tomorrow uh, and Wednesday down there at practice uh, and come out to looking to contain the basketball uh, while also limiting uh, the inside presence and certainly rebounding. That would be a huge key for us. Yeah, it seems like every team Oral Roberts plays. I mean, defensively, do you, do you account that to not only their size but their athleticism because they hold a lot of teams in, in, in lower scoring. Uh, Bison only had 42 against them, but Faith Ihim is a is a five foot nine girl, but boy, she plays about six foot five, Marn. She's so <laughs> right. She's like a pogo stick. She's so athletic. And, you know, the Mayberry girl has chucked up 100 threes this year, but likes to get in and out, and they like to move a little bit. Is that part of the thing, just their athletics, athleticism and movement defensively? Yes, I think you you know you hit it on the head. Clear, you, you've watched a game or two in your life, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they have a, a handful of guards led by Mayberry there with the with the point total. Uh, but Ethan can do her thing. Um, Potts can you know hit, hit the outside shot as well. Uh, so they've got a, a nice mix. They play nine or ten deep, so they can go in you know many different directions. Um, but we use, like they really do like to put the ball on the floor. Uh, they prefer to penetrate and kick if they can. Uh, so for either a layup or, or a three. And so in that respect, it's, it's a tough matchup of you want to help, but you can't, you know, help too much to expose the drift pass or the one more pass. Um, so we'll really need to be on our toes. How mean do you have to get on Thursday, do you think, Marin? You and I talked about this, remember, in our conversation on the postgame show on Saturday, that uh, that, that that grit, that feisty, that, uh-huh. that for, how, mean do, how mean do you think Thursday night's game because of all things we just talked about, Oral Roberts, and what they're all about? Yeah, that's something that we talk about, you know, with our team. Of we have to be our best selves every single day. We can't be somebody else. We can't be different. We can't take a day off. We have to be our best selves every single night. And that doesn't, you know, no one has to play outside of themselves, but you have to bring what you're capable of. Because we've all seen when we bring what we're all capable of, the USDs, the SDSUs, you know, some of the games that we've all seen at home, um, is, the, is the result, is the outcome. Uh, you know, so it's our, our challenge to not only physically, but mentally bring that same approach to an away game. Um, and I think you and I talked a little bit uh, in the post game. We're not the only team in the country to to find a road win or find a road win as a as a struggle. Right. I think a lot of teams do that, um, and I'm not okay with that. I, I'm not okay with that at all. We must change our our mentality and change our physicality 
uh, to withstand, you know, teams, everybody, ourselves included. We, we get hyped. We enjoy playing in front of our fans and our bands and our cheerleaders and, and all of that. Um, but it, it starts with the mentality and then certainly a, a physicality, you know, is the next component. But uh, there will definitely be a, a fight, a, a haymaker in all the positive, you know, sports words that you want to use, Jack. Um, but we're, we, we expect all of that, you know, on, on, on Thursday. This is, this is a game that, that North Dakota State and the girls, I think, can walk in and make a statement of early on and, and maybe be the, the aggressor. Maybe North Dakota State throws a couple of those jabs out of the gate at the Maybe Center on Thursday night. I know, same thing with Dave. I know you're focused on Thursday, Marn, but there also is the game on, on Saturday afternoon at Frost in Brookings. It is a longtime rivalry. Obviously, there's no, I won't say there's no love lost. I think there's tremendous respect for both programs here but this is South Dakota State team that finds himself a half game out they're still seven and one in the conference but uh they have a lot of reasons to be encouraged Macy Miller comes to mind immediately Marn and there's a bunch I mean we can talk about Kerry Young and and Ellie Thompson we can go right through all of that Gabrielle Bulver comes off the bench she can get a lot of steals but there's something about this Macy Miller that is is a little different at Marn than a lot of players do you agree I would agree. I think it it starts with with her physical nature and her physical frame um, at six feet as as a point guard. You know that's a little bit different in our league uh, and done very well in our league <laughs> because of of that difference. Um, but she plays with a tremendous set of confidence. I think this year she's really become more of a dual threat kid, uh, which is a credit to her and the, the things that she's the time that she's put in in the gym. Um, you know, so she's a, a difficult cover in that respect. And she also you know plays their system and their style very very well. Um, she doesn't try to do too much. She waits until the, her moment to, to take things over, and then she's very calm about it. And then for that, you know, I have great respect for her and their program. It's funny in the first meeting with South Dakota State, you, I think Thompson and some of their bigs stepped out and started taking shots early in that one. So I know it's always a chess match uh, when you when you face this South Dakota State. But right out of the gate, my eyes opened up a little bit, going, "Oh, okay, so the bigs are going to step out a little bit today." So I, I don't know what to expect on Saturday. I know that I know that it will be a chess match, correct, Marin? It will be, and I think you're alluding to the first two shots were by uh, Thompson and their yes. other post. Uh, you know, I think it was a three and a 18 footer, um, and then that goes to show that they don't want to play in the paint any more than anybody else does. Um, but they do have that skill, and, and they are dual threat kids as well. Um, so it will turn into a chess match as both teams are going to go back and look at the film. And I expect a little bit more pressure. I expect the press. Uh, you know, they didn't put that on us till about five minutes left in the game, and that really changed the game for us. I think that's something that uh, you know is easy to watch on film, and how can we correct that? Uh, but that's not going to be a, a five minute. Uh, part of the game I expect to be a much more prevalent part of the game. We touched in our final uh, couple of minutes here with Marin Wall said Bison Feedback tonight. Uh, we touched on, on Marina in the year. She's having 18 points, 11 rebounds a game. Thunstead is in that neighborhood, 17 points. She's dishing out three assists, grabbing three boards. But really, and you mentioned a little bit about Brianna Jones, and I'm glad that Brittany played that that block shot coming back into your, your last segment here because I think you know she can be a force inside. Uh, what I asked Dave this, kind of what he's asking of, of the girls that are getting minutes, or his boys, men that are getting minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what does Dave want from your girls? As, as we uh, or maybe his four girls. What does he want from his four <laughs> Girls. What do you want to see from AJ Jacobs going forward? No, you could talk about the men. Uh, what, what do you want to see from from the Kennedy Childers going forward? From Megan Gamble, who just came back after a after a, a, a patella or a knee uh, slight fracture there. From Brooke Yagi, who's two games removed from a from a blown up twenty five point performance. Emily Spear, and say, what are you asking from from some of those uh, players going forward? 
Yeah, I'm glad you brought up uh, Breezy, Brianna Jones. Yeah. Um, she's somebody that, you know, we've challenged to step up a little bit more. Um, you know, she's no longer only been on the team a little while. She's she's a, a starter, and we're looking for her for heavy minutes and, and to be a big contributor. I think it's taken her a little while to kind of be okay with that, uh, find her way, so to speak. Um, but she's she's coming into her own. I'm very excited about where she's going, the time she's putting in, and the focus that she has. Um, so looking for her to be a, a rebounding machine uh, and also looks to be an offensive threat uh, in the paint, because I think those are two things she can do very, very well for us. Um, I think Emily Emily Spears, she can continue to be a force in the paint and rebound like she has. A couple games ago, I want to say she had a double-double with 12 points and 17 rebounds. Um, you know, if she can have that same level of aggressiveness uh, controlling the paint uh, on both ends, that's uh, that's fantastic and certainly something within her, her wheelhouse. Uh, you mentioned, you know, Kennedy Childers and, and Megan Gamble as, as freshmen. I think they're coming along beautifully. Um, Kennedy, you can see the... You can see her body relax just a little bit more each and every game as she's more and more comfortable with what her role is, what we need her to do, what the team needs her to do. Uh, you know, it, it's fun to see her eyes light up in a South Dakota game, you know, both up here and, and down at their place, uh, where I really thought that her athleticism was on display. And she doesn't always show us that. Um, but she's becoming more and more comfortable. Uh, and so that's exciting to see her grow every day. Um, and, and same thing with Megan Gamble. You alluded to, you know, she was out for a bit with a knee with a knee issue, but she, you know, worked herself back in. And, you know, when you ask her, she's like, oh, yeah, well, that first game I was scared. <laughs> like, okay, Meg, well, you got that one under your belt now. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, but let's let's move on. Um, you know, but she's obviously getting more and more confident, just the more practices and the more reps and games that she has. And I thought that she controlled herself very well uh, in a rough and, and tough environment at uh, USC. So I look for more of the same from her, uh, just continuing to, to add a, to add to our, our rotation and to give us quality minutes, uh, distribute the basketball, play fast, be a bug on defense, those are things that, that she does very well and why we recruited her. Um, so it'll be, it'll be fun to see her play uh, two more games. Um, let's not forget Hannah, Hannah Bresky and Brittany Weeb. You know, they're very important components as well. Um, any minutes that they get, uh, they make the most of them, and, and I'm, I'm you know, proud of them for that. We mentioned, too, and I know time is short before we leave, you know, North Dakota State, even coming off those turnovers against South Dakota 26, you also turned South Dakota over, so I'd like to see that continue. And I'll guarantee at one time in the game, you're going to have Kennedy Childers, who, by the way, is infectious. She's got a uh, a fire in her that, that it's, uh, I think, uh, old Bison coach, football coach used to say, it's easier to say, uh, whoa, than giddy up. You don't have to say Absolute, giddy you don't Absolutely. Have, right, right, Martin? You don't have to say giddy up to Kennedy, do you? No. Yeah, she is good, but you'll have to see. You'll see the Marn with the two hands on his shoulders looking in Kennedy's eyes going, okay, you're doing fine. Just, just settle down, take a <laughs> breath, let's get it, all that. All right, it's Oral Roberts. Uh, good luck. Uh, we'll see you on the, on the plane on Wednesday and the, at the Maybe Center on Thursday and then Frost Arena Saturday. Marn, thanks for the time tonight on Bison Feedback. Thanks, Jack. You got it. Martin Wall said, head coach, NDSU Bison. Women's basketball, before that, Dave Richmond uh, with the men. This is Bison Feedback. Our thanks to our uh, title sponsor, Thunder Seed, linking today's producer uh, producers with tomorrow's technology. The ladies on the road Thursday night at 7 p.m. at Oral Roberts. That game uh, will be heard on our brother's station, 740. The fan is a flagship. And then the men, right here on Thursday night against Oral Roberts on KFGO. Jeremy Jorgensen has the call on that one. Jack in for Scott tonight. Stick around. Uh, this has been Bison Feedback on KFGO. This is the mighty 790 KFGO Fargo. It is currently 28 degrees at 7 o'clock. We will see a low near 18 tonight with patchy fog. It's time now for CBS.